Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message on the source of all contention. Have you ever found yourself in the midst of a conflict and wondered, how did we get here? Today's message gives us practical insights from the Word of God showing why contention begins and how to avoid and diffuse conflict by recognizing its root cause. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to order today's message, stay tuned until the end of today's program for a phone number and address where you can order a copy on CD. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. You see, it's the monumental pride of men that often keep them from getting saved. Like someone wrote a song, heaven is a four-letter word. John Lennon said at the height of the Beatles' popularity, we're more popular than Jesus Christ. I'll bet you regret saying that now. Jerry Garcia, the Grateful Dead, who is now dead, said in one of his songs, any friend of the devil is a friend of mine. wonder what he thinks of having said that now. You know what feels all that? pride. I used to wonder about blasphemy. Blasphemy seems like the most foolish sin that there is. And yet what drives it is pride, satanic pride. Samuel said rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Stubbornness is pride. Idolatry is worship of the will. If I could buy some folk for what they're really worth and sell them for what they thought they were worth. I could sure make a profit tonight. And yet as I say these things, how many here tonight have never been to the altar? How many have never been to the altar? You say, preacher, I can get right with God in in my seat. There's your pride talking again. Yeah. There's your pride. I heard a preacher say, he was preaching to a bunch of preachers one time, he preached to us, he said, some preachers strut so much, they strut while they're sitting. And you know, it's not that it's the lost that are proud, we can be proud too, can't we? Hey, we can even be proud. Uh, Someone said, conscious humility is the most satanic form of pride. Uh, Humility is one of those things that if, if you know you're humble, then you're proud of it. We can be proud of our Bible knowledge, can't we? We can be proud of our separation. We can be proud of our love of God. We can be proud of our soul winning efforts. We can be proud of our prayer life. It's certainly something to be avoided. Let's talk about some of the results of pride. We talked about it being the origin of sin in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel chapter 28. But in a family, sometimes the backslidden husband stubbornly insists on his own way. While the wife laments, I desire better and deserve better than this. And contention follows as the rebellious teen says, nobody's going to tell me what to do. You know, behind every home breakup is someone saying, I have my rights. Jesus said, that divorce is the result of the hardness of the heart. You know what's at the root of that hardness? Pride. Churches. 
Nobody appreciates me. Hey, I think the carpet should have been blue. You say, no way a church would split over that. Oh, yeah, they have. They have. What fuels that? Pride. Pride. I think of the church at Corinth, filled with pride. They got caught up in this celebrity mentality. I am of Paul. I am of Apollos. I am of Cephas. And then the really spiritual ones, I am of Christ. And they begin to contend with each other over the person they picked to follow. Dr. Ruckman used to say, behind every church split is someone with frustrated ambition. I've not been recognized. I've not been chosen. I've not been appreciated. But it got so bad at Corinth that Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5, he said, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you and such fornication as is not so much named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. You say, well, what's at the root of that? Well, he says in the next verse, and you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he which hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. That's how far pride can take us. You say, what were they proud of? Uh, they prided themselves in not being prudish, in being open-minded. Yet they had an unteachable spirit because in 1 Corinthians 8, Paul had to rebuke them concerning things offered to idols. And he said, we know that we all have knowledge, but knowledge puffeth up and charity edifieth. Incidentally, knowledge by itself, not tempered by charity, always puffs us up. So the more we know, the more this must be tempered by charity, must be tempered by humility. They were proud of their gifts. Paul said at one point, he said, every one of you hath a gift, every one of you have a doctrine. And woe unto the preacher at the church at Corinth that didn't include all of those hobby horses, every message he preached. Pride is an easy trap. Contention is a heavy price. And we have to watch ourselves. As Christians, particularly those of us that are committed to serving the Lord, we can get caught up in this trap. After all I've done, after all I've done. You want to see after all I've done what God thinks of it? Take your Bibles and go to Luke 17. Let me show you what God thinks of after all you've done. Here's what we can forget after a while if we're not careful. We need to watch it as individuals. We need to watch it as a church. Luke chapter 17, and look at verse 7. But which, but which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him, by and by, when he has come from the field, go and sit down to meat? And will not rather say unto him, make ready wherewith I may sup and gird thyself and serve me? Till I have eaten and drunk. And incidentally, we live in a generation of masters, not servants. We live in a generation of masters, not servants. They start out as trophy kids and end up as masters. The reason I say that, folks, we have to fight that back in our own lives. Because whether we realize it or not, it affects all of us. And uh, verse 8. And will not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith I may sup, and gird, gird thyself, and serve me till I have eaten and drunken, and afterward 
thou shalt eat and drink. <clears throat> Doth he thank that servant because he did that, uh, the things that were commanded him? I trow not. In other words, I think not. Now look at verse 10. The Lord says, so likewise, when ye have done all those things which are commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our what? Duty to do. And there's a danger after we've been saved for a long time. And we've gotten committed in the things of God to get this attitude that, uh, you know, I, I've earned a certain number of stripes. I've earned a certain number of privileges. And after all, and, and then we get this chip on our shoulder. Well, I'm not being appreciated the way I should. And, and, and we not only direct it toward man, but we can direct it toward God if we're not careful. And in the end, you know what we deserve? We deserve a one-way ticket to hell. You and I tonight deserve exactly what we deserved five minutes before we accepted Christ. That's what we deserve. And the fact that God has given us a piece of the action is nothing more or less than a privilege. Folks, on top of all of that, on top of all of that, he, he offers to reward us. I think of Israel in the wilderness complaining against God. What were they saying? In essence, we deserve better. Did they really? Had they forgotten that they had been slaves in Egypt? You know, I think sometimes that's why God makes us, makes us beg in prayer. You know, when you come in prayer, you, you come with no seniority. When you get down on your knees in prayer, you come with no status. You come with no rank. There are no buy-offs. We all have the same high priest interceding for us. It's almost like salvation. The worst of sinners need to do no more, but the best among us can afford to do no less. Folks, doing right doesn't make us spiritual big shots. It just makes us more responsible to keep doing right. Or as James said, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is what? I think of nations. James chapter 4 tells us that what's at the root of, of, of even wars is this, this attitude of contention which is fueled by pride. The Bible says in Psalm 10, the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight. And on and on and on we could go. Story of a fellow that had a whole set of encyclopedias for sale. Guy asked him, why are you selling these? He said, my son is 16. He knows everything now. Young man went to college in the middle of his first semester sent his parents a telegram of congratulations for raising a genius. Young men, you think you're tough? There's someone tougher. You're going to meet him someday. You think you're smart? There's someone smarter. You'll meet him. You think you got it all figured out? There's an experience coming. It'll teach you you don't. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program is truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message on the source of all contention. The Bible identifies it as pride. Pride is a deceptive fault, easy to see in others, but difficult to recognize in ourselves. Today, Pastor DeMichael shows us what the Bible says about how to properly deal with pride and the conflicts it causes. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to order a copy of today's message, CDs are available for a suggested contribution of $5 each. Our address is Treasures of Truth, Care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 
1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho 83642. Our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 5.45 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching. 